Hey listeners, Lex on the Decks here. Before you get stuck into this episode of Hot Girls, I wanted to let you know about something else you may be interested in. Though Hot Girls in its podcast format isn't releasing new episodes any longer, if you head over to my Substack, which is lexonthedecks.substack.com, you'll find more interviews and insight on gender minority artists and how to overcome any barriers to entry. You'll also get the opportunity to sign up to my weekly newsletter, Five Good Things. This is an email letter which will land in your inbox on Fridays, sharing five of my favourite cultural or creative discoveries of the week. You'll find all that on lexonthedex.substack.com. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy this episode of Hot Girls. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Hot Girls with me, Lex on the Decks. This week I am so excited to be talking about Janelle Monet. Janelle is an artist of incredible versatility and passion. She's an individual who experiments with different sounds and instruments on an endless pursuit of quality and polished art. The thing I adore about Janelle Monet is how directional she is. She knows exactly the kind of artist she wants to be and more than that she knows exactly the type of person she wants to be. I read a quote in one of uh, the life coach Tony Robbins' books a while ago where he spoke about his decision that he made early on to work only with the best and to only be the best in every field that he operated. And I think Janelle is similar in the way that she's pursued the influences and uh, the output of her time and her work. She talks about Prince, about Stevie Wonder, about Lauren Hill... Artists who have crafted not only their music, but their whole persona, their visuals, their performances. It's an almost obsessive perfectionist approach to art, which is necessary, I think, if you want a certain status in the creative world. There is a lot to know and discover with Janelle, and through this, I want you to remember that she is a very much a normal person, like any of us. So as always, think about what aspects of her life you might want to bring into yours, or just perhaps be inspired by or live in admiration of. This episode is going to focus on what she can teach us all about identity. I'm always so fascinated by these people who have achieved so much and hope through these kind of 15, 20 minute snippets to give you just a bit of insight into how they did it. So if you enjoy it, don't forget to subscribe for more tales of success. Let's go. Ladies, listen up. You're listening to Hot Girls with Lex on the decks. It's fire. Keep it going. We are fire. From London for the world. Let's go in. Right? And, and now I feel like the world is kind of caught up to what I've known. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I saw it right away. You know what I mean? so crazy. Um, the world, I feel like the world's caught up to recognize you in all of your glory. 
Man. Right? From your, your fearlessness, right? Your writing ability, your, 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 your music overall in general. Um, now, and now I, I didn't know you was an actor. You know what I mean? And, and so, an activist. And an activist. I knew that, though, because that came through the music and right, things right, that right. I've seen you say in public. But I feel like the world's catching up. Do you feel like this is, uh, you're living in the moment that you've worked for your entire time trying to be a part of this entertainment industry? Janelle Monae was born on December the 1st, 1985. She was a Sagittarius, or is a Sagittarius, a knowledge seeker. Her mother, Janet, was a hotel maid and her father was a truck driver. So the absolute first lesson I want to call out from Janelle Monet is you can seek to find your greatest self further beyond what your background might be or what your parents might have done. Her introduction to music, in line with actually quite a few of the amazing women I've explored through this series, was through the church. So she was raised Baptist and her family members were performers in church. She really, from a very young age, had her heart set on music. She wrote her first musical at the age of 12 and had that total comfort and ownership in performing that I think is really a real blessing. This passion led to her leaving Kansas, where she'd grown up, Dorothy, uh, to go to New York City. And she joined the American Musical and Dramatic Academy, where she was the only black woman in her class. She didn't stick out the full course as she realised that she didn't really want to be playing characters which had already had so many layers and traits kind of put onto them. She was more interested in actually creating and crafting the characters themselves and, and understanding what their stories might be and coming up with fresh ones all the time as well. So she moved to Atlanta. I think being in Atlanta, being in a place where you have a whole lot of progressive young people, people like myself who you know, or just trying to create something special, create something magical, create community, create unity through art is why I feel like Atlanta uh, helped shape me. In 2003, when she was about 18 and in Atlanta, Janelle created her first demo album, which she titled The Audition. And she sold this on campus from the boot of her car, which sounds like a real movie moment. Through that process of creating that uh, that record, she connected with two songwriter producers with the most fantastical names uh, called Nate Wonder and Chuck Lightning. The three of them went on to form the Wonderland Arts Collective, which Janelle really opens up about in the short documentary film she made um, about Dirty Computer, which you can watch on YouTube. She takes you into their creative space and it's really rather wonderful. So the second lesson about identity I'm going to call out from Janelle is that finding your people is a really key part of finding your comfort in your identity. So finding people who can grow your ideas, who understand what you're about, and then can expand uh, expand this and encourage your creativity to just like really come out. Over the next three years, Janelle worked on evolving herself as an artist, and that included in performance, songwriting and visuals. She eventually got onto the radar of Big Boy through her music, what a great name, um, who worked at Bad Boy Records. Big Boy shared her with P. Diddy and Diddy loved her, which is a nice tie in to last week's Mary J. Blige episode, actually. Uh, Janelle signed to Bad Boy in 2006 and a year later released her EP, which went to number two on the US top Heat Seekers chart, I read. Um, Didn't know that was a thing actually before this, but I presume it means you are building heat. So well done, 2007 Janelle Monae. 
Three years later, in 2010, came her first full-length album, The Ark Android. Around this time, I started to see a lot of Janelle, even though her music wasn't yet really on my radar. And I think this is where having a visual identity which clearly represents who you are as a person and an artist becomes very important. She was out and about in a lot of industry spaces, on a lot of red carpets, uh, generally in a black suit. There was a sort of highly feminine androgyny to her, almost like a modern day Coco Chanel. These albums, even these earlier albums, were accompanied by a concept or visual album, which sounds expensive, in which she explored her ideas about identity almost through science fiction type worlds. And if you want to get a good sense of what I mean by that, I'd suggest having a look at a single called Queen, which features Erica Badu and the video which goes with that. That was actually on Janelle's second album, which was released in 2013, called The Electric Lady. Through all these albums, Janelle worked with and sought inspiration within her Wonderland Arts Collective, which I think gave her this world, this sense that there was magic out there and uh, magic and creativity if you were open to it. These ideas led into her most recent album release, which came in 2013, as a couple of years ago now, called Dirty Computer. This was the album that really brought the bangers. I like it and The Way You Make Me Feel. Both very powerful, pun, fun pop tunes. Um, Janelle's been inspired by a huge range of genres. And that means that she can now make pop and like super classy pop. So not sort of that strung through a computer and stretch it out on an auto cue kind of pop. Um, but just essentially energizing popular music that brings in elements of hip hop, elements of funk, soul, reggae, um, bringing it all to the table and creating something fresh and energetic. This album, Dirty Computer, is absolutely that evolution uh, of her sound, but also of her presentation and understanding of her identity as an artist. She explains how to her it is about living in a society who want to cleanse you of your identity. And she focuses particularly when she talks about this on marginalised identities. So whether that's to do with your sexuality, your race, your gender identity, other people want you to be a certain way. And Janelle is out there trying to say, no, be true to what's inside of you. She relates to those marginalised voices and through her art, and it really is about art for her in the sense of not just the music, but the whole world she creates. The way she makes people feel through this art is important to her and who she is representing and freeing through her work. Uh, I would recommend listening to Crazy Classic Life to understand this a little bit further and in her own words. Creative art forms have always been a space where people who would be ostracised in certain places in society can be celebrated. If you think about people like Boy George and Freddie Mercury, they were openly gay artists in a bizarrely homophobic world. They could get to the top of that world, while they may not have had as much success in a career in law, for example. And that's the next step, by the way. But for now, art can be a place to find solace and peace in a sometimes chaotic and hateful world. I may, I may be insecure sometimes about um, just how things uh, will be perceived, you know, as I'm even promoting this project. And so I think I'm always just thankful when anybody is, is they see me, you know, when they are yeah. understanding uh, my intentions and, and, and what it is that I'm trying to do with music and through um, film and through, um, you know, just, just the way that I, I, I give as an artist. When I'm seen, it always feels really, really good. Sometimes insecure, always a perfectionist. I care about the songs that I'm writing and recording and 
you know, uh, the visuals, uh, the details, the experience. Uh, we were talking about this off off camera. We were talking about people like Prince and we were talking about Lenny Kravitz. And even if you think about Michael Jackson, you think about David Bowie, you think about even Beyonce or Lauryn Hill, like all the people that I'm inspired by, they cared and they gave an experience that you're like, man, when I become an artist, I want to give experiences like that to people because I know what they meant to my life. I know what, you know, listening to the miseducation of right. Lauryn Hill, buying it with your own hard work money felt like watching, you know, Purple Rain, what that felt like watching um, Moonwalker by Michael Jackson. Like, it's like for me growing up and and wanting to be a part of of, of the entertainment industry and be an artist uh, and have a career out of it meant that I would have to pay attention to details and, and things. And then it's always like, well, am I going to get it right? Is it going to is it going to be, you know, up to my standards or, or the standards you know, uh, of other people, you know, will it be judged? I'm so, I care too much. Like I care so much. This is my gift to you. Accept it. And you, you just want people to love it. So what is Janelle Monet's identity all about? I think it's about freedom. Um, and I think through her understanding her own freedom, she then liberates other people. Thank you, Janelle Monet. I don't know how to not work hard in that way. I'm forever grateful for that. I am too. Very proud of you, Janelle. Hi. We keep our eyes on the prize. If no surprise, good women were destined to rise. Inspiring, celebrating, uplifting the new generation. Some hot girls, you know the vibe. All the hot girls come alive. All the hot girls, you know the vibe. All my hot girls come alive. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.